Hello, and welcome to Darkfire Taverns, where heroes meet. I'm JF, better known as Darth Frog, and with me, as always, is Prabhu, the chiseled chin warrior best known as Narakesari. How are you, bud? Yeah, dude, going well. Or should I say all good? All good. <laughs> um, so this is episode 13, and it's kind of a mixed bag. So we have a few things that we just wanted to chat about, and we'll see how far we get with it. So I'll just uh, let Prab start us off. Yeah, cool. So... I was thinking, I mean, we had a few new players joining our Discord, etc. And this, whilst helping them out, it's it's interesting idea is, or topic is, how has leveling changed? And how can you still be competitive with, example, with XP being added to boosts? And, but also, where do you want to be, right? There's a lot of tools available on the Discord and from the different plans. So I thought that would be a really good topic for us to get into is how do you see or how do you think people should be leveling up? Yeah, leveling up. Well, I think at this point, especially with the XP now counting towards your um, your level, yeah, your boost. So, so when you get your boost, you're getting uh, player XP, which is leveling you up. And I said this before that I think it's really good for the free-to-play players making intermediate that zone. So anybody who comes in, doesn't want to spend money, uh, and wants to be competitive and see where the game kind of takes it before they they spend money. I mean, we all kind of went there. I find intermediate is a great place to be. But if you're a type of person that wants to, to spend, then I think your space that you want to live in at the start to learn is more advanced. What do you think? Yeah, um, 100%. I think that, yeah, I mean, I think we will find one or two of the older accounts might be stalling a level 15 for a little while, but they will definitely jump forward, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think advanced is definitely going to be the place to be if you if you really want to be uh, pushing uh, the leaderboards and seeing how well you can actually do. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think that you you hit a bang on the head there when you said that up to level fifteen is kind of like a safe zone. You can experiment, you can play around, you can get you can get a feel for the game, right? And I guess that's what's key is get a feel for the game, find out what you like, what you don't like, get a feel for the heroes, get into the mood of things, right? It's like you you want to go in, find your feet, and then take it from there. Yeah, I, I also think that if and when I think mostly is the uh, next level group will appear. I mean, we've been kind of hinted around that once they have enough da- data for the how many players are at what level and where they could cut off a s- different section, then I think at that point, your advance will also drop off uh, significantly. Because right now, I think advanced while it's good like we've seen a lot of people within uh diablo family jump from 25 to um from advanced to expert right Mm -hmm. and it's the same story every single time they're so free they're they're free they've been playing at this one level where they're they're capped for the xp and they can't experiment they want to use a specific uh hero for the event because there's only so many but they can't level them up 
So I think that's a bad experience overall. So I think people stalling there, they stall there too long, I think. Yeah, so I think I think that that's more, more of an issue for the players that really want to push the uh, leaderboards and the events out there. And I think that what they should be doing is actually hitting a 24. Because as, we, as we've seen now, right, you be, are getting a little bit more info around the events themselves. So you have an idea of what you can expect before the event. So you're kind of thinking, okay, well, I need a little bit of leeway to level up a hero. There might be something I want to do, etc. So if you stall at 24, play around over there for a bit, get used to it. It gives you a bit of leeway. You have two levels to muck around with before you jump across into the expert pool. But that's just for those who who really want to push the leaderboards. I think for the rest of them, it's for the rest of the players, it's go out, enjoy the game. You're not really pushing the leaderboards. You're having fun. And you shouldn't really restrict yourself just for the tiers. There's no need for you all to restrict yourself because you'll still be able to place decently and get some type of reward. Okay, so that's the big thing that I keep asking myself and... Is the leaderboard in the events and the prizes that they offer, is it worth it to stall at 25? I think the stall right now, I think the worthwhile is to not jump too far in with others. A lot of talk on the message boards are that in PvP, there's sort of a plus 10, plus minus 10 player level where you will meet. Uh, so if I'm at level 25, I won't meet somebody, uh, 36 or higher and, you know, the other way around too. So at least I won't, if I jump to 27, 28, 29, well, I'm meeting guys that are, you know, close to level 40. So, which makes it a lot harder. So I don't want to rush to that. I get that. But to stall when you have a decent team for leaderboards, I don't know if it's worth it because you don't get as much. And unless you're at the very top, you're not strong enough to push some of the levels. Uh, you can't push as far in waves. You can't... Oh, boss, I guess is uh, it's always the same regardless of how much you do. But you know what I mean? Like, you don't get as much uh, yeah. event no, coins. I mean, yeah, I think uh, 100% that by stalling for that long, you're actually limiting yourself because if you actually push your account a little bit higher you would actually do better in the events in terms of the event coins earned and therefore the rewards that you'll be able to buy will offset the rewards that you're missing out on uh, from the event itself. So I think I think that that's the thing that players don't realize as well is that sometimes we tend to have our blinkers on and we get so blindsided by uh, looking at what the payouts or the rewards are that... Um, Sometimes they don't actually see that by jumping a few levels or even hold at 25, get a, get some heroes so that you can, okay, this is what I want to do. Stall there for a few weeks, stall there for a month or so, right? Enjoy, find, find your feet, get to grips with it, and then jump over, right? And you'll find that you'll enjoy the game a lot more and the rewards that you'll get from your event coins will offset your rewards from start from the events. Yeah, I think from uh, 1 to 25, you concentrate on a very, very small team to try to get them as, as strong as you can so that when you do make the jump at higher player level, you have a strong core for PvP. But 
then you get to expand once you reach that threshold, that 26, and all of a sudden you start spending your coins a little bit everywhere else to level up other heroes during events and whatever. And it's so much more fun. And again, a bunch of guys from Diablos as you know, I've gone from 25 to they usually make the jump all the way to 35. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so much more fun. It's so much freeing and it's whatever. So I would suggest have a plan right off the bat. But I mean, stalling for months and months at a time at 25. I I don't see the purpose, nor the fun, really, but to each their own, I guess. No, that's true. I mean, talking about that, I mean, there's a lot of we talk around events of people being competitive there. What are your ideas and how do you feel about the gating of old heroes, spells, and gear items? Right? What are your thoughts around those being locked behind the events? I think it's fun in a way to have exclusive heroes, but at the same time, I think at some point they should drop into the regular uh, rotation of player level unlocking and whatnot. So do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, if I, what I was actually thinking when I was saying that was like Yogan got released when was it like around March, April last year? Or... Yeah, it was over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like somebody like Yogan, somebody like Lengsu who were unlocked quite a while ago or who were released quite a while ago, it would be cool to say, okay, once you hit, once you jump across from advanced or you hit 30 or you hit 35 then you start to unlock these heroes as well or it can be tied to achievement points once you unlock past a certain campaign and then you start to unlock all these other heroes as well and it it can work in a timer like that right but you know there's a lot of games where they show kind of like where you're at what level you unlock certain heroes Right. So even if you've unlocked them, it still shows you that track of these heroes were unlocked at certain time in Darkfire Heroes. You don't have that. So I have no idea where the heroes are unlocked until somebody who's new says, oh, I don't get to unlock that until then. Right. So as somebody with experience, I honestly can't tell them, well, you should level up at least of this so you can unlock that character. So we don't have that information. But besides the point, um, Kind of like, say, Lynx and Jargon. You, so you brought those two up. Okay, they're exclusive heroes. That's fine. I think that's super fun that you played those. You get to have them. But three months down the road, somebody comes in and says, well, I never had a remote chance of getting them. When can I get them? And yes, they pop up here and there on certain ways for them to to bring up some sort of excitement. It's like, ooh, this hero is available. But instead of doing that, I really wish that they would, you know, they they would all of a sudden drop in that in that scale of it's like, okay, Lynx is now available at player level 12 and Jargon is available at player 26. You know, it's like you you can now unlock them once you reach those uh, those levels and the really good ones like, say, I don't know who's a really good one lately. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I said Lynx 12. I know. <laughs> but say, uh, say you know, you've got a hero. I was going to say Dare, but she she's unlocked anyways uh, through uh, Let's player go level. Let's right? So Finn's an awesome early, early tank. But right? say, like, or- now all of a sudden, because you have players going up to 40, you know, and up to 45, it's like you just make them. It's like, yeah, okay, Jargon, say, is available now at level 36, right? So now it pushes somebody. It's like, oh, my God, I really want Jargon. I want to unlock him. Now I'm going to push to level up to that point so I can unlock that hero, right? Make that, because you can only go to 30 before, so 
I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that that's a, quite a well balanced approach. I think one of the other things is that we we had it in Feb, right? We had the remix. I yes. think that that remix event every six months or so. So if we look at August again, I mean, just thinking about it, August it's summer holidays for almost everybody uh, in uh, let's say the northern hemisphere. So. If you look at that, then you say, okay, well, here's summer holidays. Um, let's have a remix event. A lot of people are mucking around, playing games. It gives them a chance to get some of these heroes. But it also gives the dev team a chance as well to say, oh, guess what? We have this additional... Because by them doing a remix event, it'll give them a bit more time to work on other things that they might want to put in the game or fix a few issues. But that might be their like lag in Arena or something else like that. I actually really enjoyed the remix the time we had it because it was one of those like, oh, we're not getting a new hero. You know, we're not getting a new spell. We actually have time now to gather resources for our the cards we don't have. Right. Um, we have all the commons. So if a new common hero comes in, you know, we get the max pretty quickly. But those that don't, you know, that have all their common heroes at level 22 or whatever, it would be fun to say, oh, I don't have a new hero that's in my pool, you know, for uh, for at least a month. So it's uh, no, I think it's it was really fun. And it's like you get to see uh, certain things that, uh, you know, bring back a bit of nostalgia and stuff like that. Yeah. But you mentioned something. I'm just yeah, going to well, go. Go ahead. Well, before we jump onto that, because I think I know what you're going to jump on. But I mean, I was just thinking back as you mentioned how you enjoy the remix events. I mean, there was quite a big buzz on the on the Discord itself when they announced Remix, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody was like, "Oh, I want to get clicks. I want to get this one." Yeah. And everybody was, it it created this nice buzz, and it was just before global launch as well. And everybody was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome. We all get to prepare for it, and we're all pretty stoked for it." And I think that that's, I mean, it, that was a really nice feeling. I mean, everybody enjoyed that event. So, and as it is, right, it's a Remix. It's the best of what we've had over the past six months. And it also gives newer players uh, a chance to get all those things again that they, that they could have potentially missed out on. Okay. So I'm just going to take a hard left turn here. So you mentioned lag. That has been a huge contention for uh, the players. And they actually brought something up in the announcements, which was uh, concerning the Arena Bash lag they called it the Arena Bash lag stuff. So Oscar is the one who posted it, and he said, I've seen all the feedback and reports about the lag connection freezing issue, which got worse during Arena Bash event. So right there, they're aware of it. They're saying, yes, there is an issue. Um, and then he continues in saying, we have another lead on potential cause and are hoping to bring further improvements to the next update, likely 1.22. What do you think of that uh, part of the announcement? I think it's really good. I mean, one issue that people always have is, not just in the game itself, but almost anything is in life is, when they complain about something or when they have an issue with it, they want to feel acknowledged. And by having that in this notes to say, look, guys, we are aware of it. We're looking at what we can do. We're sorting this out. I think that's a big step. So at least... People know that the concerns have been heard, and the and the dev team is actually is actively pursuing a solution to it. Okay, so while I 
generally agree with what you just said. What really concerns me is the way that it's written. And I know that, you know, sometimes things are written, you can take it out of context or whatever, but it's the, we have another lead on the potential cause. So it almost feels like they're still shooting in the dark. Like this has been going on for a long time. There's been a lot of issues. And while I do enjoy the fact that they've added the little connection icon when you're having connection issues or lag or whatever, it really takes away from the game. And you're like, oh my God, like this has been going on for so long. Like, why hasn't it been fixed? So I understand the frustration of everybody. And I try to just kind of plug through it. It's it's part of it. And I think I'm more upset about it during events when uh, trying to do levels. And it's like every second counts and you're kind of missing your your spells or whatnot. But other than that, I mean, should we still be frustrated? Should we be demanding answers? Like what as a community, like. How are we supposed to feel about all this? I think this is where... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that I've worked in IT. Well, that is my original qualification, networking and forensics and stuff like that. So there's so many different avenues that this could be hitting them, right? And it's trying to isolate it. And it's especially hard where when you're running an event, do we try to troubleshoot and it could have a potential impact on the event or things like that, right? And yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of have mixed feelings around it. It's like, um, it's not it's not an easy one to solve, but it is something that, ge- that genuinely frustrates a lot of players as well. So I think that it is a, a, a priority for them because it's the first time that they've actually announced that they, oh, well, it's the second time that they've announced that they've actually working, working on something. The first time they announced it was sorting out the crashes, which has reduced a lot. I think where people are having issues with elemental dungeons crashing or levels of bosses crashing, that has reduced a lot. So hopefully we'll see the same thing with the PvP now. And there's something that was said on our, um, on the podcast Discord, and uh, it was just a bit of a conversation about this. And I think... Obaldi said it the best in when us old players are kind of feeling about the lag and everything else. It's like he said, oh, I'm not going anywhere, just venting. And I think that's how it is, right? On the um, on the boards, when you see a lot of people that have been sticking through it for so long, is we love the game. We just absolutely love the game. And we're not going anywhere. We're venting and we're just waiting for the day that it's like, oh, my God, there's no more lag. Um, I can't remember the exact wording, but in Two and a Half Men, there was an episode where Charlie Sheen was at the door and he was teaching it to you. The young kid, Karma, was saying, and it's like, when somebody complains to you or bends to you, just look at them and say, I understand and nod your head. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So, you can use that for almost anything. Yeah. And so something else in the announcement that was there is the sounds. Please tell me this time you listened to the new audio. Yes, I did. And they had the announcements. And yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. So um, I actually turned my audio on in the game and I listened to it. I enjoyed it. It was much better. So if I came into the game and I played 
um, and I wanted to play it and I got the audio, I think I would leave it on now as a new player. Mm -hmm. But as a player who's been playing for over a year on silent, I can't stand any noise now. I'm just playing on silent. It's just the way it is for me for this game. Yeah, I guess I play on silent because the one more watching now I'm playing. So, yeah. <laughs> I have my own reasons. <laughs> yeah, but no, but uh, the sounds definitely does sound awesome. I mean, yeah, sometimes I guess I will uh, turn, turn the sounds on. I especially like when I'm fighting bosses and stuff like that. And for, for the events, because there's always new sounds for the events. So typically for the first half an hour or so, I'll turn the sound on. And the rest of, rest of the day, I'll have it off so I can hide away. Okay. So did you have a favorite sound of the new ones? I'll tell you mine. I don't have a favorite sound, so you go ahead. Okay. It was uh, Rihanna and her whip. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Which, for those who listened to um, the After Hours episode that we just released with my um, my fan fiction that was on there, and my wife reading. She says she looked at the name and I we we discussed all the ways to say the name. I made sure that she would say Jose and the she said she was going to say like there was no lick. It was like from the get go. But we never talked about Rihanna and I always say Rihanna. How do you say Re- like do you say Rihanna? I say Rina. Rina. OK, so when she said I came and I listened after she recorded and uh she had actually recorded it twice just to make sure that she she got it right. And then I'm like, um, hon, it's I never call her Reina. <laughs> it's it's Rihanna for for me. And she's like her her response was no. <laughs> she, she wasn't re-recording it. <laughs> just like, OK, Reina, it is Reina. It is. Well, actually thinking about that, there was a show my wife used to watch. Um there's a country music one, and uh, I think one of the main singers, singers in that, the name was Raina. So, yeah. I yeah, can go with no, that. I was like, and, and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, probably a lot of people actually say uh, say her name that way. So, anyways, her whip was my favorite uh, sound for the little bit that I, uh, I had it turned Raina on. Or your wife's? Lol. <laughs> this is the reason why I don't... Uh, I don't respond to your uh, your bad jokes. Cool. <laughs> so I'm just going to move on. Um, there was another thing in the patch notes, and it was the uh, the fix the yellow boxes of jargon profile picks. Guess what? I still can't see that because my uh, I'm still on collect. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> no, nah, well, I'll let you enjoy that. Actually, talking about patch notes. I really enjoy these more detailed patch notes. And there was a lot more detail in this and it looked a lot more fleshed out. And I'm hoping that the big monthly updates that we get, we'll get to see a lot more of these things in it. Um, but it has a lot of these, I mean, a lot of these small things, but they're really cool to read. Like, okay, yeah, we've changed this. We've added another button here, or we've, we've done these things. Up here. It just, it fleshes out the patch notes really nicely. And, it just looks a lot better when you know that there's a lot more that has got into this patch rather than these five main things that they did. Yeah, no, totally. I think the announcements could have the main points and then the patch note link that they send us to the Rovio site. I'm always expecting a lot more. And then you're like, oh, that's it. 
And then you hear of all these other things that have happened and you're like, I really wish they would tell us everything, right? Like, even if it's like something that's so minute and it's like, okay, we, we fix this uh, inconsistencies in this part of it. And you're like, oh, I didn't really realize it, but okay, cool. You fixed it. Yeah, I think that a lot of games where they have, like, as you said, those main five points in the announcement, but the passion of itself to really go into that nice detail. And you can go in this. There's a little nuggets there. I actually appreciate that a lot more because you know the amount of work that's gone into that patch then. All these little subtle tweaks or additions or things that they've done. And uh, yeah, it just makes a lot, it just makes you appreciate things a lot more. You know what I want to hear in the next patch notes? That uh, Arena Bash is broken and they're never going to hold one again. Don't say that. Russian bears will be devastated. No, it, did you have fun during the bash? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I mean, what I've been doing is during the first bash of the month, which is the clan bash, I tend to uh, level up to around 2,000 trophies. And then the next clan bash, I do the other 2,000. Simply because I'm more likely to play against players and stuff like that. I enjoy the bashes because I don't push them as much, right? So I play as normal. Well, I don't play as normal. I play a little bit extra. But it allows me to basically hone my skills. So then, therefore, when the events come, I can try out new things that I know work against players so that, that can work against the bots. You mean for like Arena Brawl? Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think that that's why, that's why I like the bash. I think that a lot of people, it's just like, oh, no, I want to get a leaderboard. I want to get my trophies, etc. But uh, yeah, do that. But also... Just have fun with it, right? It's not it's not compulsory for everybody to play in, or right? it's up to the clan to decide if you want to play in it or not, if you want to participate, but you still have the individual leaderboards. I remember I came out third in the one just before this one, and I was gutted. I was like, crap, I thought I was going to be at least second, but yeah, I got stimmied right at the end. So no, I, I still enjoy them simply because of the fact that as a clan, we don't push them. It isn't a requirement uh, for the clan, but it gives me a nice chance to uh, muck around with different strategies, etc., and see how they work. Yeah, I think at our level too, is we see a lot of bots, and it becomes really boring, so to say, um, so to speak. And it's nice to see a time where there's a lot of people on. But I, I ran into quite a few bots throughout the two days as well. I didn't see as uh, as many people as I usually do. I did my part, but I mean, I couldn't care less about uh, Bash. And I think that's how mo- a lot of uh, people feel about it. It's not that they don't want Bash to exist. It's the two days, right? At one point, it's like, okay, guys, like, just can we just bring it down to one day? Because it's fun to yeah. have that the the frames i'm really enjoying the uh the you know the gold silver browns uh, browns frames for the winners for the clan i think it's super fun for those to to win it and exciting and i mean i still remember the day that um stormy's team had won it or i'd gone third i think it was when he was on formosa and he was so excited right because he was still a fairly new player and he's so excited and i think that's great yeah no definitely i think Two things that you mentioned, right? So but one thing that you mentioned was if it's a one day. Second thing, which I think that they should do is you can't face clanmates. 
Yes. You, you have the friendly games that you can set up within the clan itself by the, by the clan chat page. And I think that's cool because you can test out strategies, you can muck around, you can do all of that in there. But it gets really frustrating when you're coming up against your clan. I mean, as, as you said, uh, sometimes you just end up facing quite a lot of bots during the bash. I, then that's when I know, okay, if I'm in castle, I'll stop probably to race. Because I know there'll be more players doing race then. And then I'll try to uh, grab a few matches in there. And then once I see that drying up, then I'll stop back over to castle. Yeah, I I would imagine that facing clan mates isn't as uh, bad on some of the newer clans that have a lot of advanced and intermediate players. But I think for um, an expert, you only have so many guys that you end up facing up against and when 50 percent of those guys are your clan mates you're you're basically you're saying to that clan you're not winning arena bash because every single time you go in you're going to give a loss to one of your clan mates or they're going to give you a loss right so you only get one one win where another clan will go and face other clans and they'll get two wins right or whatever but yeah i agree but i think one day would be better too yeah, yeah, cool. Um, talking about that, I mean, features that you'd like to be added or changed. One thing that I really would love to be added to the game is a damage meter. Whether it be after a campaign or levels or a boss as such, it'd be really cool because it just adds an extra analytical edge to the game where you actually see, well, okay, I'm trying out this hero over here. Is my gear working properly? Okay, so... I've gone with loadout A on this hero. Let me change that up to loadout B. Does that still work? Okay, does this does my team synergies work over here? I think there's so much that can be gained from a simple damage meter after a fight that it's definitely something I'd love to see in the game. Okay, so here's a question for you on that. So say you have um you have Dare who can like mines say will crit uh to sixteen K right of damage Mm -hmm. on a skeleton that takes 200 damage to die or less so do you count all of the damage you know what i mean like i i i love it i would love to see that but at what point because even mala say is mowing down uh a, a slew of spiders that take you know 130 damage to die but she's doing you know, five or 600 to each one of them, you know, and creating for much more. Mm-hmm. Like, where do we, where do we want to see those numbers? Like, where would you like to see those numbers? I mean, if you're looking at things like that, it's, I think that that's more on the player to be able to ascertain and judge that for themselves. What they, I mean, if you know. So you want to see the judge, whole thing. Yeah, I want to see the whole thing because because what I want to see is okay. Well, do you want to see just against damage done against the enemy's health pool? And you kind of like okay, so they have a total of one million health, and you've over the total of the fight you've you've done twelve million damage, right? Because you've just gone overboard with crits, etc. You kind of like yeah, okay, cool. But who's done that? Who's had the highest crits? Who's done this, etc. Okay, I don't expect to see it in that granularity i'd just like to see pure okay tank x amount or how much of like to see you could have a couple of things how much of damage have you done 
and who took the most damage on your team as well, right? You know, I know that um, Sinbin Yaz would love to f- see how much overhealing you get. <laughs> he loves overhealing. So I think he would try to take um, Fena and heal when nobody's hurt and see all those numbers, those green numbers go up. And then at the end of the game, you see you've healed for, you know, 3,000 health points. You overhealed for 14,000 health points. And I think he would love, and he would probably work to try to get as many overheals as he possibly could. I think he would go into every campaign and he would be like, how many overheals can I get? And uh, like a little gremlin. And I think he would love that. I actually think I'll take it a step further. He'll actually run a team of four healers. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll they'll need the heals because they won't. Uh, they'll be staying in battle forever. They won't have anybody uh, to do some DPS. Uh, true. No, but yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, the damage meters will be something that I'd love to see. That it just adds that extra edge to the game itself, and it's it's up to the players to analyze that and take the data as they will. I mean, you know, if you're fighting against a boss, you know what you're doing, right? The boss has ads, etc. You can take that into account yourself. But if you're fighting certain levels, you're like, there's no summoners or there's no spawns in there, then you're kind of like, okay, cool. What about yourself? Is there anything that you'd like to be added? I want to play as the boss. Oh, shit, that would be fun. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't really have anything um, to, to really, like... I think my main one is the, uh, like you said, uh, seeing the damage and stuff like that. That's really neat, especially if you could even break it down to magic and and physical damage and whatnot. But I, I think overall in the game, it's it's those little things that I want. It's nothing major. It's kind of like which hero crits, right? They did it with Va- uh, Vidoma, where they had the uh, crit in her ability, but they haven't done it since, you know, just a little things just to give us a little bit more information on, on the view of the hero and stuff like that. So I know beast, Jerry, all that kind of information. I know it's fun to go and find out, find these things out and stuff, but you know, sometimes you just want to have, be able to see what's there. No, definitely. I think, uh, well, Talking about heroes that can create James Puglia from uh, Assassins. Yep. You'll definitely love to check his listing up against, or yep, they would definitely love to check the list up against to see, against the dev team to see, okay, which ones do we have? Which ones have we missed out and stuff like that? Because I know he has a pretty comprehensive list of uh, heroes that can create. Yeah, but we put it on our tier yeah, list as well. Yeah, no, to, so yeah, uh, because so. yeah, because we had the data in the house and then. I was speaking to him because he had it as well, and we compared it, and we just tried to come up with a final list as such. So yeah, yeah. You know, what would be really cool is to have a heal crit. Like that's that's something that would I would love to see. Like if um, I guess uh, Vani kind of does because he kind of like he'll sometimes heal the group. Sometimes it's only individual. So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of a crit, but no, uh, it would be super cool to see the the healers have some sort of crit ability or even a gear that heals on crit or, you know, some sort of vampirism on the on a gear. 
Okay, so almost like uh, cat skill, right? Like cat's ability. But yeah. so like a leech ability, right? So you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to stick this onto X hero and they'll heal a certain percentage of damage that they do. Yeah, I think I'd like to see that. Say a vampirism on crit, right? For two seconds or one second so that it just does the uh, the ability on the crit. And then if your hero, like maybe if you do two seconds, so then their very next hit also gets you vampirism if they're under a two second um, attack window. Because most of them are, you know, between one and 2.5, I think, or one 2.7 is the, the most. So those ones that hit too slow would not hit the uh, that second shot. But yeah. the ones like, say, Salva, he'd be able to like crit, basically fully heal himself. <laughs> and then he could hit again. And if he got hurt, you know, in his 1.3 seconds, he got hurt, then he would uh, heal again. But that would be super sweet. No need for healers. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty fun. Except for your tank. <laughs> Big old Metis, how often does he hit? He has a pretty slow attack speed. But he, yeah. he can heal himself as well, and he also heals when enemies die. So, yeah, he'll be in a decent spot. He'll be in a fun spot. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That'd be fun. Cool. So I think it's come to that point where we've rambled on just a little bit too much. Uh, so I think we'll just move on to last call, and I'm going to pass it off to you. Cool. So this one... I want to make you blush, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to your daughter, Mimi, uh, for the cool fan art for uh, our podcast. Also to Enzai for the art that uh, they've been doing on uh, for the game itself and uh, for the recruitment stuff yourself for the uh, fan pick that you did. And I think it'll be really cool to see more plays from the community showing off their artistic talents and uh, sharing that with us. I think that'll be something really fun and uh, something we'll all get behind. I agree. More fan creation would be really nice to see. And with that, on behalf of Prabhu and myself, have fun storming the castle.